1: Hello Kules, welcome to the Barça Talk Café. I'm Gabriel Quiroga here in Madrid, Spain, and as an effort to get to know our patrons, one of our favorite patrons, Kim Andre Vives, joins me in the Barça Talk Café. Kim, que tal, como estás? Uh,
2: bien, bien, bien. Bonanita, uh, Gabriel, <laughs> bonanita to Tom. Thank you for having me.
1: I had to first off say you are Amazing in the group with your daily newspapers that you sh- you share with the group. So I want to personally thank you because that is an awesome touch that you do. For those of that that don't know, Kim posts the front page papers in our WhatsApp group for everyone to see uh, from Sport and Mundo Deportivo. So first of all, thank you, Kim, for doing that because I know it's a, you know it is a, it is an effort. I mean, it's a little small thing, but I I really do appreciate it. And Kim, more importantly, we got to meet in person a couple weeks ago in Barcelona, and that was awesome going to the match and, you know, having some beers after. So that was great. Hopefully we'll have more experiences as that. But, you know, we want to get to know you a little bit. So my first question, Kim, how did you become a Barca fan?
2: Oh, uh, well, this is uh, a family thing. Uh, uh, so um, my parents, so my father is from uh, Cervera, the Catalonia, so it's very uh, close to um, um, Terrassa, where Xavi is com- coming from. And um, so the, the half of the family is, is Catalan, so my uh, grandfather, my father—they are culés. So it's uh, yeah. It was always uh, only one one club too. Because I was because I was playing um, football a lot uh, in my life, and this was uh, even on the on the pitch or outside. Barça is always, let's say, part of a life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you have an interesting background, like you said, you you Catalan, and now you live in Germany. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, because the, the the other side, which my mother and uh, is from Germany, so decide, they decided to to go to Freiburg, which is in the, the triangle between Switzerland and France, in the southwest of Germany, uh, close to St Gallen, where we had the last. Uh, uh, patron with Niklas there. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. close. And we and we have an office, in, in just open an office in, uh, in St. Gallen, so maybe we will uh, meet up there, yeah, <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, so I, we live in Germany now in, 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 in Freiburg, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, as I asked Niklas this last time, you know, we all have different Barsa moments that kind of defined our coolism even further, you know? So what is that Barsa moment for you that really uh, you remember vividly, that really maybe Put you over the top to become even a stronger Kool-Aid than you were before.
2: Uh, well, that's touching. Uh, well, I would say if I, uh, there are two two uh, moments. There is not only one, and uh, that th- that makes sense. It was a, a, the first was, yeah, that was not a happy moment. My uh, grandfather was really old, and 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 at the end it was really going to the end, and um, he was not like going out or something, and he was laying in the bed in this room. So my his, his daughter took him home and um, he were like the, the last day of his life in In front of him or on top of him was the Barca thing, the, the whole how you call the uh, yeah. Yeah, and this is something I, I, will, I will never forget, and that what makes me more, more stronger for Barca uh, from the very beginning, because that was uh, almost 30, 30 years ago, yeah. And the second one was the, the, the Remontada, Paris uh, game in, in Barcelona. Uh, we went there with the family, and I, I went there with my wife, and um, yeah, that was uh, a couple minutes before we started the Remontada, in the last minutes, when it was always over, almost over. My wife said, let's say, uh, we, we're going to do this. Yeah. I said, like, <laughs> come on. <because laughs> the, 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 the 10 minutes before, there was silence in the stadium. That was not always the... That was really, you know, because then then it was the, the best, uh, I think, and I spoke with a lot of uh, older older uh, people in also from the family and... This was the maybe one of the most touching and explosive moments in company ever.
1: It's funny because I remember that match vividly, uh, for for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons for me, I, I don't know if I talked about this, but last time uh, it was, I was streaming the games because I didn't want to pay for the games here in Spain. But that game, that match from that point on i decided i can't do the streaming anymore so i had to pay for the for the yeah, yeah 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 yeah, 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 absolutely so i remember that obviously that's for other reasons obviously the game was epic really quick before we get into some of the questions that many of the patrons asked about you because you are definitely one of our most popular patrons in the community (laughs) what is kind of your final review of this season and what kind of Hope do you have for this off season going forward?
2: I think we we all uh, expected a transition year. So you um, you 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 said it from the very beginning, like no expecting no 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 trophies, and that's hard for a Kool Aid to to to, to uh, go in the season and to know that we'll be not end up with the coach we started and with the, maybe with the team we started. So uh, we lost a lot of uh, reputation. That's more uh, a pain than the. It's going up and down. It's an amplitude, so we will we will be back uh, and we will have trophies again, that's f- uh, for sure. Um, and uh, I hope we can do the one or the other the next year. I think uh, Xavi has a plan to uh, build up a long-term, I mean, stable, uh, uh, let's say, defense midfield, midfield things. I think an, an idea behind. I'm just happy. That, and I told you when we met uh, each other and uh, the, the, the last game was a An example that was uh, even uh, Busquets uh, for me was even the best on the pitch because without him there would be uh, nothing on that so I was I'm just happy that the season is over
1: I mean we've been having a lot of debate in our community about Busquets right I mean we saw someone posted a a stat this week about the amount of minutes that he's been playing and how that relates to the offensive mindedness of Busquets so I'm there with you. I'm, I'm excited for the offseason, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with this offseason with signings. All right, Kim, you have one of these incredible business lifestyles where you're always traveling for work and you get to share the amazing food and the amazing cities you go to in our group, which we all love. So the first question, the first question we have from Arturo for you is, what is your
2: favorite country for food? Italy. Well, it's just um, related to uh, culture and to kind of um, enjoying food and, and, and uh, time spending with people and, and enjoying food and, and then having different style. Everything, you, you get everything there, uh, but with a kind of uh, uh, happiness on it and uh, very good quality, great wine, while well, there is everything there. So it's, yeah, Italy.
1: We have a question from our, one of our patrons, Arturo, who wants just to simply ask So, your favorite restaurant and where is that located?
2: Okay, the favorite restaurant is definitely. Why, um, that's difficult, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it, I, it's two, two, two restaurants. So, uh, La Barca de Salamanca in uh, Barceloneta, Puerto Olímpico in barcelona is um, a, a great uh, a great place um if you re- remember barcelona before the olympics when this was not yeah this was another city before and this uh, yeah changed completely so i think the restaurant is there since since the, the 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 olympics and um so this is the first one i can recommend it's not that uh upscale so it's it's i think it's a it, it's good quality and and uh, a good good spirit of of, of barcelona and um, even if it's also touristy yeah um and the second one is just uh, the uh, outstanding from from the u.s standpoint that is uh, chops in atlanta uh bucket atlanta um but uh, there are there are two three restaurants uh, so uh, the first is on the left. The, the second is a is a, a, a more f- a fish place, uh, and there was a fire there a year ago. So I hope they are back now because they have an interruption of uh, maybe around a year uh, due to that fire. Um, and uh, in the back they have a club for members, and uh, I was uh, yeah. I was uh, happy to 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 join uh, always <laughs> when I come there with my with my friends. Uh, so we go to the whole restaurant, which is full of for people, and then you go you see you see a black door, and behind that you have a fully uh, other uh, um, yeah ambiente, and uh, you can smoke cigars there, and uh, it's good uh, seafood tower stuff. So chops is definitely a recommendation if they hopefully come back. Yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. You go to a back door and there's a club (laughs) from the restaurant. I love it. That's so typical. And this leads perfectly to the next question from Tom. And Tom asks, how did you start smoking Nicaraguan cigars? Because I believe Tom has some Nicaraguan connection or something. So I know that in the chat, sometimes you are sharing photos of yourself smoking cigars. So I know you are a cigar aficionado. So how did you start uh, smoking Nicaraguan cigars?
2: Uh, it, it came by, by uh, a good friend of mine, um, a Belgian uh, a friend living in the U.S. And um, so he's really a, a, a daily cigar smoker. Um, and um, so he uh, gave me a little more more insight of, of, of the taste of the different countries. And uh, so uh, that was uh, the first start of that. I don't have a real... Uh, uh, I have a mild taste, and I want to mm-hmm. taste taste most. If it, if it's mild, I'm gonna taste it. Um, but the, the Padron uh, Classic uh, is uh, something you can uh, recommend to everyone. It's a, a great cigar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question before we get into Barça. Back again, okay. Last question. This is from Barça Mama, and she just asks, "Do you have a restaurant recommendation in Dallas?"
2: <laughs> in, in Dallas? Yeah. Well, it's uh, interesting because I will go there, uh, hopefully this year, and um, uh, I already know where I go to. So it's Tai An. Uh, Tai An, it's uh, Japanese. So um, I don't have the experience uh, uh, to eat there, but uh, I will go there because I, I, I know it's the best place if you like that kind of food.
1: Perfect, perfect. I mean, Kim, you are definitely like one of the most interesting people in our group for sure. And this is one of the this is one of the things that I love about our community is that, you know, when I ask the community to ask you questions, you know, it's automatically restaurants because again, <laughs> you share this with us. But this is like, this is a passion for me as well. I love going to, I enjoy going to good restaurants and having good food. And and that's part of my, you know, my weekend experience here, especially here in Madrid. So thanks for all the advice and recommendations. So hopefully those patrons will take that into account. All right, now let's get into some Barca news. The first thing I have for you is the Ansu Fati fears. Now it has been reported most recently that... Uh, Ansu Fati is still not 100%. The medical staff are still pretty concerned about this. And obviously, we remember back in January that Ansu decided not to have surgery. He wanted to have a more conservative approach. But again, the according to reports, especially when he was at the national team uh, a couple weeks ago, he's lost resistance, explosiveness, speed, and power because of this injury. How scared are you about Ansu Fati not returning at the beginning of the season.
2: I'm not scared about it. I, I well, it's it's very important in in his uh, situation, you know, having a, a, a ongoing um yeah, ongoing problems um on your legs. Uh it's not good. So maybe it's also a, one of the last chances he will have now and um so he just needs to take his time yeah whatever that is and if it's maybe got to be uh, in in september or later who cares he need to be very 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 fit uh, uh before he start going there and chavi uh, knows uh because he already also had the knee the knee uh problems uh, and after that he started to go to score more goals so he had a better time after the the big injury of chavi uh if I remember right, so um, he just need to take his time. I don't need him in the starting eleven in in, in the first game. Maybe he will join later, but then we will uh, we will get a, a, another rocket on on the pitch, and that's what I'm I'm, I'm uh, believing. And, and the press is doing a lot of noise, which is uh, yeah. During summer, you need to sell the the the, the headlines. Yeah
1: well i'm nervous <laughs> i'm very nervous Well, yeah just, your,
2: what's your take on it yeah
1: yeah 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 i mean i'm nervous just because you know i thought especially at the end of the season that he was probably like i i assumed that he was maybe at 80 85 but now if he's still not being able to recuperate and get 100 percent after this off season i'm really nervous and at one point you know i asked the group the, this question at what point is there like a fecha fecha de limite, right? Like, is what is the deadline date for him to have surgery and to have recoup for this season? Because the worst thing I think that will happen is if this continues through the summer and all of a sudden we're playing, you know, kind of catch up with. Yes, he can play two games. He's out for three games. He can play one match. He's out for four. You know, I do not want this situation no. because he's so important to the attack. So I'm. Nervous. And like you said, I understand that it is slow news day, right? It's slow here. So they are trying to sell headlines here in newspapers. But at the same time, I'm still – there is some uh, evidence to this, you know, especially from the Spanish national side and that he wasn't able to even get any minutes with the Spanish national side because they were concerned about his fitness and so forth. So there's a lot of moving parts to this. And I am concerned because, you know, we all think, you know, the two most important players on the team are Pedri and Fatih and we need them 100% healthy but, especially yeah. at the beginning of the season because we need to get those points at the beginning of the season that's how i feel
2: well ab- absolutely but the the, the the interesting question is how chavi uh, thinks about it because he need may, he maybe he needs to, to build up our starting 11 without
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. btw Group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Pedri uh, and, and, and Ansu from the beginning, and uh, that's that's the concerning point because that's related to um, uh, uh, yeah new players we need to sign and uh, yeah, but if you at the moment you cannot count on them uh, from the beginning. It's we don't know the 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 maybe the, the the reality. I mean they are serviced by the best doctors when you see where. Uh, Manchester City uh, sent their players for the major uh, surgeries they send them to Barcelona to the uh, uh, Catalan doctors so it's I mean it's it's, yeah it, we, we, we will see but it, it's it's important that he will recover and it's a num- he's wearing the number 10 anyway so we, we there is a lot of pressure on him so it's not only how to react his body on the situation it's also his mindset and uh, how he because it's a lot of pressure on this young guy yeah
1: yeah. I mean, like you said, he's still pretty young, but again, I, you know, I'm just concerned because, you know, in all of my professional sports of watching when a player has this type of injuries early in this in his career, it does not look well in the rest of his career. And that's all I'm concerned about. I'm very concerned about this, you know, because I know you're hopeful because you are the optimist of uh, of more of us. I'm more kind of uh, I'm not sure, but we will see because We will see in the preseason because they're going to be traveling all over the world this summer playing all these matches. So hopefully he'll get some playing time and we'll actually be able to see him and kind of make our own judgment onto that. So we will see. All right, let's move on to the next item. Uh, It was just announced this week that they're going to have a fundraising match August 24th against Man City. So they had a press opportunity here this week where Pep and Laporta were able to reunite. And obviously this match is for ALS for one of the former Barca coaches under Luis Enrique. Juan Carlos Unsue and he is suffering from ALS. And, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things that, you know, it has affected him, but he has become such a strong advocate on this. He has been pushing, you know, for awareness, for funding, and all these different things for ALS. So I think this is a really great opportunity for Man City and Barcelona to come together for this fundraising event.
2: It's sensitive, you know, seeing uh, Ferran, Chiqui, Pep in in. You know, in the stadium again. You know, it's uh, they are in the wrong team, and um, I have to. I have to be honest. I I, I, I watched twice when I was on planes the the Man City um, uh, report they 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 did on, on on Amazon Prime, and mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's just hard for me to see uh, how they. You know, if they have just have enough money. Uh, But they do the right decisions and they sign the right players. And that's why they want to go for uh, Frankie. And uh, it's very uh, hard for me to see this very three uh, successful guys, in my view, not having in the right club.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, and like you said. My thoughts, my thoughts. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 of course. And that's the thing is Pep has basically made Man City the new Barcelona with the way that they are running the youth system, fitness, health, everything, you know, from top to bottom. So he's definitely transformed since he's got there. All right. A couple other news items before we get into some Patreon questions about Barcelona. The next thing today, Barcelona officially announced that they'll play games at the Montjuic. They made that accordance official. So one of the issues that they were talking about today in the news is the difference in capacity. So, you know, the camp knows 90 plus, 90,000 plus here at this uh, Montague Stadium, it's 56,000. The other big question is how are they going to distribute the tickets? Because that's a massive amount of difference. And Laporta says, we are working on it. So I'm, we'll see what that happens. The other thing, The stadium at the montreal because it is an olympic stadium has the track around the stadium so there is definitely some separation from the from the stands to the field the other thing too is that barcelona is going to help cover some of the renovation costs to cover like the dressing room and the new press box and that's going to cost between 15 and 20 million euros to get that up to date so what are your thoughts this is for the 23 24 season that's going to be the full year and it's going to move, you know, all the direction of the traffic from the west side of Barcelona to the east side of Barcelona, basically, with this move. So, any thoughts on the Montjuïc? Have you ever been to the Montjuïc uh, Olympic Stadium?
2: Yeah, I, I was. I was there uh, in in the at the Olympics um, uh, in '92 with my father and my, my brother. So we went uh, from the it's hundred kilometer from from Severa to 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 the city of Barcelona. So it was. Uh, Two three days experience. Uh, we saw the, the gold medal of uh, Javier Sotomayor. I, I, I still remember, and uh, so it was. Yeah, I was. I, I, I was there. Yeah.
1: Nice. So we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they have a better transportation situation than what happened to me when we went to the match last a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, where yeah. I got where I got stranded. Uh, looking for a Uber for two and a half hours, so we'll see. Last news item, Kim. Last news item is Neto, the backup goalkeeper, doesn't want to leave Barcelona, and that kind of puts a problem for Barcelona because Barcelona want to move his contract because he's an old veteran. They want to get his money off the books, and he may just sit out for the year. According to reports, this is quite troublesome because you know. Barcelona cannot afford any dead money like this. And you know we already have a couple players on the books already, like umtiti, for example, who's earning so much money and is not playing at all. And now to have another player like Neto who doesn't want to leave, this could be very troublesome, especially if we want to bring in some players this summer.
2: Well, I, I think now we we we, uh, uh, we need to make um, uh, tough tough decisions. So at the end, it's everything is negotiable. So um, they need to find a solution soon, uh, let's say um, if, if, uh, uh, if uh, yeah to kick them out because like umtiti and uh, some some stuff is now very 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 sensitive and it's over over every limit yeah so uh, it's a question of money at the end. I need they, may, they need to make the, the, the balance uh, between keeping them and maybe having them on uh, just sitting on the uh, on the beach, or um, just pay them, pay them out, and send them somewhere. I mean, to be yeah, it's uh, and uh, umtiti and uh, neto will be yeah, maybe two of them yeah, for sure. In my yeah. in my view, yeah.
1: I mean, this is a great mantra or motto right now because everything is negotiable, right? I think and that's going to lead us into these Patreon questions because a lot of these questions are about players and wages and all these different issues. So I want to get your opinion on this. The first question we have is from Arturo. He says need your opinion on selling de young and if it's actually smart to use that money for Bernardo Silva, which is the rumor. Again, as I said before a couple weeks ago, I think at this point you are trying to make as much money as you can with whatever players you think is, are sellable, right? And so in my opinion, if if Barcelona are really, really as bad as we think or worse, then I think you have to sell De Jong to save face to go for What do you think? Do you think Barcelona should sell him or just keep him and not sell him and try to get that $100 million from his transfer
2: buyout? Well, I'm well personally very um related uh, to that's because of Johan uh, Johan and uh, it's uh, um, to Dutch uh, to Dutch football to the to the mentality of the players uh, that was always uh, uh, even in the 80s when i remember uh, Gullit van Basten Reikard um, and, and and van Bronckhorst uh, Gio yeah they and we had, a, I mean, we had a lot of Dutch players, maybe too much in, in, in the one or the other season when we look back, yeah. But um, so that's first the way I, I like him. Uh, yeah, I like him very much, and uh, we see how how uh, he, he looks like in the, in the in the national team. It's a different uh, Frankie, yeah. And uh, I Chavi um, uh, was starting the first c- couple years. There was a very challenging time for the club when Xavi started. And uh, we all uh, uh, saw. Well, he's a talented guy, and he will take over from Guardiola the midfield position. And because it's all about them, it's all about them. Uh, these players who really, let's say, uh, steer the whole uh, the whole game. And we saw that uh, at, at the, the last game when when Busquets is still the person who decides where we go or left or right. So. Um, yeah, you see, you see that. Uh, yeah, you see that very much, and um, that's why I think the 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 Frankie thing is a long term. Uh, when he signed, it's the same for me. Like uh, uh, Terstegen, when he signed, I said they can play uh, there. Uh, they can play there for ten years, and I yeah. still believe that the, the best time of Frankie will come. But he needs to, to, and I think Chavo will 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 find a way. And I would not sell him because. Uh, uh, I think there is a, a, a mix between maybe uh, with, with Pep. Uh, he likes him. He, and uh, he may, like with uh, um, De Bruyne, I would say the same. De Bruyne is uh, the, the player he is because of Pep. I think he may get a really next step. And I would not sell him. It's our real one of the pearls we have. And it's not, not 100%, but he needs to. Yeah, that's now the, his time to, yeah, to stand up and to show up. Yeah.
1: This is why we always talk about we want to see the books we want to see how bad we are in the black right because if we are such a bad then we might have to just sell him but again he is one of the pearls i just want to get more out of him more consistency you know my feeling but, about. D. but if you if you sell
2: him if you sell him that's like you are well that's that's a. if you sell him everybody will see like wow this is you know they're selling the I know, but but yeah, but, so this, but this
1: but this is the thing is right now we're not this is not a typical Barcelona offseason where all we're trying to do is improve the team right the 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 team also has to improve on the physical side and that's what's really difficult because we don't know the numbers and so you know there's all these rumors coming out but there hasn't been a move yet and so that's always troubling for me the only thing that's really happened is the Sergio Roberto extension but that's really nothing you know.
2: No, but, but let's, let's say we're talking about big money. Uh, and I know, I know. To, to negotiate that, even everything is negotiable. Still, there is still more stuff to come. But it's not you cannot do it from day to tomorrow. It's hard work behind. I am I'm, I know. When, you, when I know. you see Laporta doing his... Uh, I mean, he didn't uh, uh, promise any trophy this year. But he promised to say, well, come on, we get, got some, some transparency and uh, we, we're going to try to, to yeah, get some money back and to sell the brand better than we all know that we don't have to talk about the brand at Barcelona. When when Goldman and Sachs still investing a lot of money, in the, it's, a, it, it's a brand it, and it will stay a brand forever. So it's not but it's it, it's uh, it, it takes some time to, uh, you know, to fix that money behind. If you have that debt on the account, it's just I, I, I respect also the, the time frame behind It's It's for me, I, I, I have an uh, understanding for that. Yeah,
1: we have another question for Barca Mama, and she has where are we on getting rid of our high wage bench warmers? As we just kind of alluded to about TT? they remind me of that coworker that, you know, makes more money than you that does nothing. Has to be super frustrating for the ones that play every game yet make less money like for example gavi for example number one uh this is a big issue i mean because as we just talked about with neto these are players that are earning a lot of money but there's no demand for them and obviously a lot of teams know that barcelona are so desperate so the other teams are in a power position to negotiate because they can maximize that so I don't know. For example, I heard today in the rumors on the news today that Umtiti might go to Italy. But who knows? You know, who knows what's going to happen? And also, Barcelona are most likely going to have to pay some of that wage. It's not going to be completely 100% taken off the books by another team. So Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem
1: some serious prizes.
0: Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: These are a lot of issues. What What are your thoughts? I mean, we're talking about Umtiti, first of all. That's the number one player. And, yeah. you know, well, what are you going to do? I
2: mean... Well, well it's it's a business it's a business and um, it's a game every company uh, plays uh, when 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 you play when you play that league and um, it's a question of money I would say and uh, the, the, the the clubs and, and, and Barça with every uh, respect we have to understand that it's a very hard market at the moment so it's just important to uh, discuss an exit and even pay out and have a, a pain because you get a toxic situation if you have that kind of uh, players inside i know maybe they love of he's in the club and you need you know some people to join the the training <laughs> yeah uh, but it's not really uh, uh, good if they don't if they don't play if they fight behind uh, the team and we need to have a f- clear Clear situation uh, starting with the preseason because Xavi needs to have a clear preseason with a, a, a fit team and the time because of the the World Cup. It's even shorter than uh, uh, usual. So it's it's just important that we have a clear picture of the situation soon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Again, with the World Cup in November, my gosh, that's just, it's going to be such a crazy end of the season, or end of the calendar year rather than season. All right, we have two more questions. This question was basically asked by two people, so Carlos and Nicholas. The first part, considering the economic levers have been approved, it would be extremely disappointing if there were no moves made to improve this team. And then Nicholas said he's curious what's your takeaway from the assembly, given you have watched it. So, again, my first thing is, well, like I said before with Nicholas, that Laporta is one of the best salespeople you've ever seen in your life right in the assembly he animates the people he gets people you know face to face and gets them to sway or to go to it in a way and he is very 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 good at that so for me i I thought both things were going to get approved they both did get approved and again i think with carlos's question is more my concern you know you you approve these economic levers with the merchandising and the tv rights and what happens now if nothing comes through the pipeline? Let's say if they don't sign a Lewandowski or they don't sign another fullback, then we're going to know that this money was more needed to just cover costs and we can't really improve this team and it's going to be a difficult season for Barca. So what are your thoughts on the economic levers that were approved last week by the Sozis? And then on top of that, just, you know, Laporta's behavior. And, you know, as we say in Spanish, comportamiento, right? Like his, yeah. you know, his, his ability to just... Be in front of the people and just talk and get them to change their you know just to present what he yeah. wants
2: yeah well it's it's well at first, I agree with you that uh, uh, he's doing uh, the best out of it uh, to sell it in the best out, uh, the way out of it but it's uh, when you look at skill set, if you have a lawyer background it's not typically a, a lawyer is not typically a selling person uh, uh, yeah but if you have the the skill set of uh, Having a lawyer background and, you know, being good on stage, um, it's a rare uh, skill set and uh, very, very uh, um, rare. And and, uh, that's why I like him very much, because uh, at the moment we uh, and that's like politics in the world, I would say it's we don't have the characters like in the past neither in the clubs, in, in, maybe in, in, in also in industry, in, in politics. Uh, so, and he's the best koule person with the spirit of the, of, the, uh, of the mentality of Barca, of the Johan thing, and um, uh, also, let's say, with the best connections. Uh, because raising this kind of money in that short of time uh, if you if everybody in the world says there was one point whatever billion in 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 debt on the account and you you show up with uh, uh, cutting the half of that with getting money from not it's not like you borrow money it's it's an investment and uh, like Goldman and Sachs said it will pay off hard work will pay off and um, I think we uh, it's not that easy yeah to do it and I'm more happy. That he is trying to to make uh, the best out of it to get uh, some money to to get some investors, but not losing the whole, you know, the whole heart uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Ownership, ownership of the club. So that's yeah. why I think he's uh, doing, and I don't see a better person because you cannot uh, put the CEO of McKinsey or KPMG there. You cannot do that. Yeah, you need a collegue there somehow and. Uh, normally they pick the former president, so it's not that easy to find the right person. So I think he's still the best for the for the people they have.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I, I always think he's like one of the greatest Kool Aid showmans, right? Like he just puts on this show. He's such a good people speaker. He goes in there and presents everything. Like today, for example, when they did the announcement of the Montreal, like he's out there. You know, basically, as we say in the States, kissing babies, right? Like he's just out there as a politician, right? Like making all the pictures, doing all the things. And, you know, that's that's what he is. You know, that's why he did get voted because of his charisma and his energy for this club. So uh, we have one last question and it's from Tom. And this is also just talking about transfer fees in general. And he says, given big fees being paid by Real Madrid and Liverpool, uh, bidding war for Rafinha, are we heading into another in fashionary period for fees and salaries? How much in transfer fees should we pay for Rafinha, Lewandowski, Silva, anyone else? And again, I look at this really black and white, uh, Kim. For example, look at what Bayern did. They bought Sane for 40 million and they're going to sell Lewandowski for 60. Like that to me is how business is done the proper way. But unfortunately for Barca, Again, everyone knows that Barcelona is in a desperate situation, and they're going to try to fleece or try to get the most money out of Barcelona as they can. And so, a player of Rafinha, like for example, Rafinha, like how much would you pay for Rafinha? I would say maybe me personally, I would say ten million, right? Like I think that's a pretty, but a club might be able to get twenty because Barcelona are desperate to bring back Rafinha, and this is where the dichotomy of these transfer fees. So. How are you feeling about the transfer fees? Because obviously, you know, from the business perspective, everything is negotiable. But again, when you are in such a weak position of negotiation, how do you improve the team and not lose the farm? Like that's always going to be the questions going forward for this offseason.
2: Yeah, well, I'm always positive. So thinking about finding the right players who see the the potential um, opportunity we have we have at the moment to create a a, a a new era with players who join for a while and players who join for for a longer time, and um, that's I think um, my my hope. Uh, it's uh, optimistic uh, hope. And uh, then you need to see. Okay, it's uh, you can ha- you have a brand behind. So uh, moving to Barcelona should not be just a money thing. It's uh, and it's different to Bayern. I have to say because can you imagine Barça would s- will s- will sign players who have let's say who join us on the success and to develop on that but not to sell them for more money if they if they are worth more money they will stay for a decade because if you play in barcelona and your market price will go up why don't you why why would you go so the, the only players we our problem is we signed players for too much and now we sell them for less that's the problem of the past and we have to uh, look forward because there were just uh, uh, bad bad management decisions yeah
1: yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, this this is uh, No, I mean, I this this is the, always the issue. And and again, I'm I'm always just confused that especially in the last two seasons that Barcelona are not more active of trying to go for La Liga players of La Liga players under 23 years old to get them at a cost and bring them in because there's no there's a lower risk, you know. And that's that's one of the things I understand that not all these players are going to be superstars and so forth, but also we need depth in the team and I think bringing this type for example I saw a player from Roma today that was going to Valencia on a 1 million transfer fee and I'm like that's that sounds like I mean I know that he's not at a superstar level but He's a service I can't remember the name right now unfortunately, but you know there are offers out there that you don't have to pay more than 25 million and speaking of your last thought, you know that's what we thought about Neymar that Neymar was going to stay here for you know 30 years essentially and he left after four you know so these are the issues that are happening behind the scenes with Barcelona I mean again, with all the economics that are going on, we don't have the transparency, the full transparency of what's really going on so all this is speculation and going forward we're Basically, coming into the end of June, with no real free agent sign. so we'll see what happens in the next coming week. Kim, any final thoughts about Barcelona or the podcast before we go?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I, I want to thank the, the the audience. I want to thank you. Uh, I think it's a great uh, pot and a great uh, forum for me as a European and from my also from the German perspective because. Um, the, the, the different thoughts we share on, uh, uh, and, and also some critical uh, uh, opinions. And, and that's something I, I uh, really appreciate. So that's something, is, is, uh, there is a lot of basa talk uh, around uh, the world, uh, uh, discussions, but I, I like that perspective and uh, also sometimes the comparison with the U.S. sports or the U.S. perspective. Um, uh, so that's uh, yeah something is very interesting uh, for me. So I like that very much. And uh, for the season, I think uh, important is that Chavi knows behind what is the squad and when they started uh, uh, with the kickoff that they they know who is on the team. I don't like to have players on the pretemporada without playing then after or leaving. So that's something we need a clean thing and uh, to to uh, announce the. The new drafts i mean well that's a long time the, the 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 transfer window is open so with i don't have any pressure i don't care about madrid in my opinion to say let's just try to to spend the money most effective possible and then announce it uh, whenever it's signed yeah the
1: hardest thing is to be patient obviously because we just want to see immediate uh, action with these player transfer signings but yes you're, you're right the window doesn't close to the end of August, so there's plenty of time. So we'll see what happens. Kim, thanks for joining me. We'll talk soon. Hopefully, we'll see each other
2: even sooner. Thank you. It was my pleasure, Gabriel. Bye-bye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.